quite the good God. I'm going to go to John, John 4, 7 through 10. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus spareth unto her, bidding her to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then asked her, then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask of me? have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, I would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. If ye knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, Give me to drink, it starts with God. He has made you and given you the gift of life. And every good thing that you have every good thing that you are and there's more so much but our race there is only one acted as if we knew better than God and died inside the part of us that communicated with God our spirit died no longer running with thine own ear with disaster there was a woman in the desert who carried a large water pot at break of the day it is the heat of the day that teaches courage the discomfort of the heat to the stairs in the judgment. The beauty is covered by layers of warm fabric for the hardness born of travail. Jesus speaks to her across the wall and cuts through centuries of prejudice, the very foundations of the way it is. He asks her to do something she's already doing, but for him, something natural for which he would do something supernatural, which is a good deal because she can't do that on her own. If you knew, Jesus invites, amazing invitation, not relative to the unrelenting circumstances of her own life, but instead based on the loving knowledge of our creative God. Without in that invitation, we are lost. But God, who is abundant in mercy, loved us, and so we know. Power to see, the fight for the future of our souls. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against the principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We have to wrestle. But not against the people that bug us. Against ancient, subtle, cunning, invisible principalities, powers, rulers. Thank God we have help. And our help is also not flesh and blood. Mark 16, 17 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed are thou, Simon Barzani, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. God is the revealer. Ephesians 1.17, ripped from the same very scripture, not mine. Paul's prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's what we need. It's a dumb question, and yet questions remain. Where are we going to go for help? that is a hireling and not the shepherd, his own the sheep are not. The sheep will come out and lead them. He flees, and the wolf catches him and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. So a hireling makes any other arrangement other than the good shepherd himself. Number one, the sheep are not his own. Number two, the hireling careth not, translation, does not care for the sheep. 
in the two tracks. And the world tracks. One track track verse 14. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I'm known and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so the Father know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 14 through 15. The good shepherd, number one, I know my sheep. And the two, the sheep, which they would testify, would say, we know our shepherd. Number three, I, the Father, knows me. Number four, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So our very salvation, I lay down my life for the sheep, is out of the Son knowing the Father. The highest sacrifice, the greatest obedience, is out of a knowing and loving relationship. Jesus states a couple of verses later that the Father loves me because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again, and that he received the commandments from the Father. Also, the Father, knowing the Son, has known the Shepherd, and being known of him, I have two parts to the question. It seems to be all about ownership and knowing. My sheep, our Shepherd, know and are known. Very secure. It's the Almighty secure. Very settled. His word is settled in heaven. Only the best place ever. Two cases now of I know you know. Matthew 7, 21 through 24. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I testify unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye cursed. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man, which built his house on the rock. Jesus felt the heartbreaking for those that thought they were his sheep. Prophet John, Matthew, Luke, doing many wonderful works, all in Jesus' name. But Jesus is the rock. His sayings are a rock to build. If we do them, then we know that John is right. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. The foolish took their lamps and took no oil in them. But the wise took their vessels, took lamps, took oil in their vessels with them. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go out, go ye out to meet him. This was a normal wedding ceremony in those days. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish, that phrase here, went shopping. And, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, verse 10, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. And afterward there came came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Lord, wait until now, and know ye not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Commentary says, it illustrates the, He illustrates a vigilant and expectant attitude of faith. It's they that look for him. It's they that love his appearing. The foolish lack the essential preparation for the meeting, for meeting the Lord. Oil in the Bible often symbolic of spirit. The foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels. And that was for the spirit in their heart. Entertainment. The word means amusement in some ways. All good today, right? We spend a lot of our time in pursuit of it. 
interesting to note that what the word yishu means. Yishu to divert the attention, beguile, delude, in the old sense, amuse her. Um, not so much as romantic. In fool, tease, hoax, entrap, make fun of, and my favorite, to cause to stare stupidly. Amuse means distracted, diverted, cheated. Uh, remember when Brother Pete used to Brother Pete used to teach me this wonderful idea. Are we taking the spirit in our vessels? I think you prepared for this one. Now the bridegroom tarries all for our sake. While you have the right to leave on the altar, you may be serving the Lord. Verse 20. He would ask and he would give. Right on the heels of the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches in Luke 11 the story of an unwelcome visitor, Judas. Luke 11, 5-8. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me two loaves, for a friend of mine in this journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before me. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say unto you,
thought, look, all he did was repeat what Jesus said. How about that? Wisdom with God is not genius freelancing by itself. Wait for God to show up. In the chaos, awareness to the kingdom, to the will of God, and to God himself. He is a revealer. Now picture the same scene in Luke 10 where somebody gets caught with his mouth open. The question for Jesus is similar, but instead of questioning what his role is here, let's try Audrey's being heard here. answers a similar answer, but the lawyer wants more details. Luke 10, 29. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus' response was the new parable of the Good Samaritan, ending with the question of the man, which one was neighbor to the man in need? Out of his own open mouth, the questioner hears himself say, he that showed mercy on me. And Jesus gives him a proverbial slap in his judicial cheek. Go and do likewise. The word neighbor is kind of important. Next door neighbor is probably not. I guess Mr. Rogers got it right because the Greek word really just means near. So it's anybody who's near. But then there's some. Then you reach them. Near enough that you can reach them. How can we know what is God's will for us? People all around us missing God, thinking he is far, if at all, when we know, when we know. A word is nigh thee, Romans 28, 31, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, if thou preach. That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, if thou believe in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall never be ashamed. I don't want to be ashamed, so I want to make sure that in my heart and in my mouth I'm preaching the word of God. The word is near. From busted to bold, let's say we're back where we are. John 4, 28 through 30, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, Come, see a man which told me everything that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Then he went out of the city and came to him. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Boy, he met him. Is this not the Christ? He didn't just bring her problem to Jesus. He brought the whole town. Where did her boldness come from? She wasn't that bold with the other women at the water cooler in, in the cool of the day. That's over there in Nineveh. Paul's right before Kyrios refused to our prophet. You know she's scared at that point before she even knows the prophet. The Bible says we will all we will know as we are known. One amazing transparent relationship. Of course it's God. But what could God do with you if you really had it? Living your not your own, some hireling. Better bring your own up. It's a rookie to the sheep half marathon. The hireling is out, and it looks like you're going to have to cut your own trail on this one. That's right. Let's live with our own. Know his voice and follow him. 
what is the gift of God? And to me, the gift of God, and here it is in Scripture, the gift of God, earthly gift, the gift of God is himself. He invites, if you need, he offers. Living water descends from inside you, and you will not be thirsty. He knows you. Apart from the mess you've made of things, living with stuff that was not yours and what you were made for, he knows everything and still knows it. He knows what you were made for because he knows your soul. He knows you were made for life, abundant life, not defiled life, which only you can give. He knows you were made for freedom. If we knew you were made for freedom, you hardly know it. Adam and Eve thought they were biting off freedom to no good and evil. They found out that it's here and 